good to be here today. We, um, just before I um, just share, we have two offering um, bowls at the front, and that's just an invitation to anyone here that would like to um, send some funds to the Ukraine crisis that we've been taking offerings for a couple of weeks now. We, we have the privilege of having one of our dear friends um, who's a part of our church network. He is from Ukraine. His name is Archie and his parents are currently um, living in the east of Ukraine right now. And Archie is actually flying, um, him, him and his wife, Archie and Katie are flying from the States next week to be with us. And so I'm going to get him just to share. But for any of those who would like to um, give before the Lord, these buckets are going to be here the whole service. So just drop them in here um, at the end of the service. I, uh, whenever it comes to Easter services, Christmas as well, kind of the sermon title and the whole message has already been written. So I'm going to preach very quickly and I'm going to do it in three words. So are you ready to hear the sermon? Are you ready to hear the sermon? Jesus is alive. preaching was that simple. I'll do that every week. Um, children and families, just to let you know that we have on the side here a table full of crayons and um, a worksheet that you guys can go through while um, the service just carries on. I'm not going to be speaking for long, guys, because we are so excited for baptisms this morning. We've got, I think, seven people being baptized this morning. How good is that? Come on. I need, to, um, I need to start by um, reading to you my favorite joke of all time, but I'm willing, to, I'm willing for this joke to um, become second or third place to send me them in, but this is my favorite joke to speak at Easter. It's, as a bagpiper, I play many gigs, and recently I was asked by a funeral director to play at a graveside service for a homeless man. He had no family or friends, and so the service was, a, was to be at a pauper cemetery in East Oklahoma, backcountry. And as I was not familiar with the backwoods, I got lost, and being a typical man, I didn't stop for directions. I finally arrived an hour late and saw the funeral guy had evidently gone, and the hearse was nowhere in sight. There were only the diggers and crew left, and they were eating lunch. I felt badly and apologized to the men for being late. And I went to the side of the grave and looked down and the vault lid was already in place. And I didn't know what else to do. So I started to play. The workers put their lunches down and began to gather round. And I played out my heart and soul for this man with no family and friends. I play like I'd never played before for this homeless man. And as I played Amazing Grace, the workers began to weep. They wept. I wept. We all wept together. And when I finished, I packed up my bagpipes and started for my car. And though my head hung low, my heart was full. And as I opened the door to my car, I heard one of the workers say, Wow, I've never seen anything like that before. And I've been putting in septic tanks for 20 years. (laughs) 
Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive this morning. The grave is empty. You know, they only brought three charges against him to crucify him. One, that this was a man that loved being around sinners. Two, that he healed on the Sabbath day. And three, that he claimed to be the Son of God. And then look at the death he died. Did ever a man die like Jesus? The lightning flashed and the thunder roared and the earth shook. They first took whips with steel pellets and at the end and beat him across the back until he could hardly stand. They put a crown of thorns on his head and his face was bloodied. And they dragged and lifted him and hauled him with a cross and asked him to walk. And then on that cross... He said, why God have you forsaken me? And then he dropped his head and said, it is finished. They laid him in a tomb. And then two days later when they went out to find him in the morning, they heard the greatest news ever told. He is not here. He has risen. He's alive. Death could not hold him. He has conquered the grave. That is the greatest news that this world has ever heard. And that news is true today. He's alive. And that news means that when we give our lives to Jesus, we die with him, but then we resurrect with him. Our Lord and Savior Humbling himself from Lord to becoming a man, walking amongst us and laying his life down for us like a lamb going to the slaughter so that we could be free. Turn to your neighbor and say, so you could be free. I, I was up this morning just engaging in this, engaging in today, thinking about this morning. And I, I was just overcome by everything that I have is because of him. Everything, my life, my wife, my kids, my family, my job, my friends, my home, the provision, my amazing football team, everything that I have has come from him. Can you just take 30 seconds and just think about every single thing that you have in your life and how it came from him? Doesn't thankfulness just well up inside of you? Doesn't thankfulness just come out of your mouth? That there is nothing that we can give to him that can come close to what he has given to us. Do you agree? Sorry, I've been in America for two weeks, so I forgot that in the UK we don't talk when the sermon's being spoke. Should we just cast out the spirit of English off the, all of us right now? Should I do it to myself, Paul? 
there's a there's a worksheet that the kids right now are, are going through, and 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 Emma chose this wonderful verse of Matthew 13 about the pearl of great price, and it's a parable that Jesus spoke. It says in uh, Matthew 13:45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. And you know, there are two ways of looking at this story. Some say that when people see how valuable and beautiful God's kingdom really is, they go and sell everything that they have just to get it. Meaning that they are you, you quitting their old thinking, they're living, they're believing, they're, they're dying to their old nature, and they move over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the life that God has called us to do to walk righteous before him. And that the kingdom is so valuable that even if you lose everything, it doesn't compare to the value of the kingdom of God. The other way to see it is that he is the jeweler and that he is on the look for something precious, something more beautiful that he has ever seen. And that pearl is you. That pearl is you. That he's so excited to have you that he gives up everything that he has so that he can have you for himself. So the question is, which one? I'm going to say both. And whether this morning, this very small parable is a, a really a call to action for you of going, actually... I actually know that I need to sacrifice everything to lay my life down to join the kingdom of God. Or you've actually forgotten your value this morning. You've forgotten that you are so valuable that God sent his only son to die for you. Turn to the person and say, you, and square him in, the, in between the eyes with your finger. You. He died for you. The pearl inside an oyster, I know many of us know, is, is, is what happens when a piece of irritation, grit, sand, maybe even a dead fish gets inside the oyster and, it, and the oyster cannot push it out. So what the, what the oyster does is it coats it with this sort of saliva liquid over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And what happens is this irritation turns into something so beautiful that we spend tens of thousands of pounds on it to give to someone. And that what was irritant, what was ugly, what was sick, which was wrong, the oyster turns it into something so beautiful. It's a wonderful picture that when you see Jesus, the Lord's hand through creation, that you actually see that the entire fabric of creation points to Jesus. Creation is pointing to God right now. There isn't anyone here I know that doesn't feel something happened to them when they walk through a beautiful forest or see an amazing sunset. Everything is pointing to the creator. 
and that the image of joining the kingdom of God is that we may come before the Lord with an irritation, feeling that we are, our lives may have sin in them. We may have something that we know that is wrong, but the heavenly father comes and coats him in your love. He coats, he coats you with his acceptance, with his forgiveness and in just divine faithfulness and relationship because he calls you son and daughter. You become the great pearl. And this is a message to anyone here that is on the tip of deciding whether they want to make Jesus their Lord and Savior this morning on Easter Sunday. All I'm going to say to you is today's the day. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive this morning. He is the life giver. Whatever you are carrying, give it to him and he will transform it into something beautiful, beyond words and beyond value. Can I get an amen if he's done that to you? Can I get an amen if he's done that to you? That amen is for those who don't know what the wonder is ahead of you for surrendering your life to Jesus right now. Jesus is alive. When we believe that he is the son of God coming down to earth, dying on the cross and resurrecting, we repent of our sins, we change our thinking, we look to him, our Lord and savior for everything. We're no longer living the same and then we get to do a physical transaction where we get to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and get baptized. And in the image of baptism, the cross and resurrection is in that water. You are submerged into water. You are washed clean by the Lord. Your old man, your old thinking, everything about you dies in that water so that when you rise again, you stand a new creation. You are born again. And this is what we get to witness. Because of what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago, this is why we are baptizing today. This is why we baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, the whole Trinity, because you are being born again. We're not just watching someone get in a bathtub. Change is going to happen. It's happened in my life. It's happened in your life. So baptism is the evidence that the resurrection happened because Jesus is alive today and he's still saving today.